welcome back to the punt return. We are up to the NFC West in our season previews. Uh, for all those listening for the first time, we completed our run of the AFC divisions earlier in the week. We've got uh, the NFC East was the last uh, preview that we did. Uh, and we're now moving towards the NFC West. Really interesting division with the Rams, Niners, Cards and Seahawks. Ryan, how are you feeling about this division in general? Oh, it, it's absolutely up there, like the AFC West, with one of the strongest divisions in football. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks are the outlier here. I think they're going to struggle um, without Russell Wilson at the helm there. But uh, the other three look like um, playoff contenders once again, and, and all three were playoff teams from last year. So um, I don't see that changing too much. I, I've tossed and turned of who I, who I put on top here, but I've ultimately come back to the Rams. I really wanted to kind of go for for a bit more of an outsider in this one, but I have come back to the Rams just because there are question marks on on the other two contenders in in the Niners, more so on the offense side, and then the Cardinals on the defense side. So the Rams are certainly built a lot better on both sides, and and they're the reigning Super Bowl champions for a reason. They are the reigning Super Bowl champs for a reason, and I think it would be remiss of me to say that I picked it. I yep. picked it. I knew that was coming. Well, yeah, I said it. They were my team. They're I was going to say. Far better judges than myself tipped uh, the Rams last year, and um, you were certainly one of them, mate. Who were pretty bullish from from season or from the get go. So um, well done to you. I I think we've I think we've proven enough that yeah, even a broken clock is right once in a while. It's uh, got that one right. (laughs) Well, sometimes it depends how broken the clock is. If If it's just slow broken, then it could potentially not be right any time. But if it is broken and it's static, then yes, twice a day. But the Los Angeles Rams, if anyone's still listening, really, thank you. I appreciate it because we clearly have no idea what we're talking about. Um, The Los Angeles Rams and the strong keep getting stronger. We know in in every sport you win a championship and somehow, unless you're at the very end of your window, somehow the strong teams keep getting stronger. And the, the LA Rams, having just won a Super Bowl, just added Alan Robinson and Bobby Wagner. Are you kidding me, Ryan? Like, is it possible that they probably had two holes? The Rams had two holes in their entire franchise, and they've probably filled them now. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure where the hole is now in, in the Rams franchise, and they could potentially be even stronger than they were last year. That's definitely um, a valid, valid reason for why they could be stronger. I mean, they, did, they have lost, obviously, Von Miller, though, Andrew Whitworth. They've also lost Odell Beckham Jr., of course, who, who started to really show the OBJ of old um, late in the season last year. Fantastic so, yeah, they, playoff they, series. Oh, oh, incredible, incredible. And and look, it's going to be such a cool addition to see A-Rob finally getting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we can finally see him for all the talent that he has got. I mean, he's been stuck in Chicago, and before that he was in Jacksonville. So Just on A-Rob, can you imagine, after a decade of begging the NFL, begging... GMs to get Alan Robinson a QB. He gets a QB now, and he's not even the number one receiver on that team anymore. Like yeah. this, this is insane. Yeah, he hasn't timed it overly well. I don't mind. I don't think he'll be um, mind playing second fiddle to Cooper Cup, who was clearly yeah. the best receiver in the game uh, last season. And, and and it's hard to argue that he could be not be that again. I mean, he was the triple crown winner last year, and um, you know he he just defied logic on, on some of the some of the statistics and some of the feats that he pulled off last season. But, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting season for the Rams. Um, we haven't seen a repeating Super Bowl champion for a long, long time. And there's always kind of that fall or drop, I should say, from a Super Bowl contender. But like you mentioned at the top there, it only seems that they've got stronger um, somehow. So 
yeah, it'll be dependent on how high-level Matthew Stafford can perform that run game with Henderson and, and Akers, fully fit Akers, you'd think, going into this season now. And, mm. and of course, that defense and losing Von Miller. But, yeah, Bobby Wagner's a pretty, pretty uh, decent replacement. Pretty solid replacement. Uh, yeah, I guess that there are probably two slight question marks. Andrew Whitworth was, was a staple of yeah. uh, that offensive line in, in LA. I, I think that they're able to, I think they're able to cover him, to be honest. I mean, he, he was a big piece, but ultimately when it came down to it last season, you know, they were able to kind of make moves around him to, to be able to cover, you know, that declining pace and strength to be able to protect Stafford. Um, the, the question mark, the main question mark is how much longer does Matt Stafford have left in him at the highest level? Uh, and we know that he can probably play for another four or five years at, at the level. I think for me, the question mark is the mentality. I mean, he spent a decade without a playoff appearance, let alone uh, a, a Super Bowl and, and a, a title and a ring. He's now got that. He's got the ultimate goal. Does he have the mentality to keep going at that highest level after grinding for so long? He reached the reached the promised land last season after so many years uh, and so much promise and, and all that sort of stuff. Like, how much more does he have in him uh, to, to keep going? And, and I think that's ultimately the biggest question because if he can if he can stay QB one Matt Stafford for another year, then they're a big shot to repeat, a, a big big shot to repeat. But that's I think ultimately that's the biggest question I have. Yeah, and, and it's hard to argue with that because they're just so so well suited across the rest of the, the field. I mean, they're they're so strong, and um, when you match them up against the other two teams that we mentioned, you know, they've got glaring holes on on both sides of the ball. The Niners with the offense, as I mentioned, with with a essentially a rookie quarterback, uh, and then of course the Cardinals who have lost key pieces on the defensive end and, and really fell in a hole late in the last season. Just, just conceding way too many points. So I, I think they, um, they get, uh, they get stronger again. The Rams, and like I said, after trying to go away from them for picking them as, as my division winner, I've come, I've come back and landed on the Rams to, to, to win the NFC West this year. Now the Niners, you mentioned the Niners. You and I caught up for a burger a week or so ago, and, and I think we're on slightly different pages around the Niners and, and Trey Lance. I think you're probably a bit more bullish about Trey Lance than I am. Why don't you tell our listeners how you feel about Trey Lance, and then I'll I'll rebut as much as I can. Uh, look, because I, I know you've got a, you've got a very solid argument. I I think he's he he's he built for success here in in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan, and and that's been um, you know the case and and what they wanted to see last year. They just they wanted to see that development, I suppose, and and. But I think he's he's very much in the mold of, of a Jalen Hurts, of course. And with the use of his legs, he he looks he looks um, you know like he's obviously super agile, but he's really quite an accurate thrower as well. And, and with with people like Devo Samuel and 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 those weapons on the outside, it's easy to see while he you know he he's got room to grow and and room to kind of develop under. So. I think you'll have a good season. I, I definitely think the Niners are, are going to be pushing for a playoff spot once again, and I've got them as a second seed in this division in the end. But uh, I, I think Trey Lance is technically a, an upgrade on Jimmy Garoppolo, despite how good um, how good Jimmy G's record was as the starting quarterback in in San Francisco. I think I think you're right on most of that. I think you're right on most of that. My question mark around 
this Niners team is whether they're willing to hand Trey Lance the keys to the offense and whether they're willing to make him the man and build their offense around Trey Lance. And that's the one question I have. We, we know that for a, a running quarterback, you need to hand the QB the license to do what they do. We've seen it in Baltimore with Lamar. Uh, we've seen it a little bit in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Uh, and there are other running QBs o- over time. Uh, but I think you need to back them in. You can't go half-half and surround uh, a running QB like a Trey Lance with yeah. elite talent at running back, at receiver, etc. because ultimately you're taking touches away from the man. And the question marks that I have is they've got Debo Samuel at receiver. They've got Brandon Ayuk who's, who's ready to kind of take that, that WR2 spot with, with both hands. And then you've got Elijah Mitchell at running back who showed plenty last season. And, and we know that this Niners team has been built to run the ball over the last five years with guys like Raheem Mostert and, and, and other guys, uh, which has mainly been off the back of a bunch of injuries to almost every single runner that they've had. Um, but that's the question mark is whether, whether Kyle Shanahan is ready to hand the keys of the offense to Trey Lance and let him run the ball because that is, that's his weapon. He can throw the ball, but he's not, it's not his calling card. His legs are his calling card and you've got to let him do that. If you get him, if he's going to be the starter and he's taking 100% of the snaps, then you've got to let him do what he does. And my one question mark around the Niners is whether they're ready to let him do that. Uh, other than that, I think you're right. I think they're, they're built, you know, Trey Lance is built for success in the Niners offense. It's just whether the Niners offense is built for success with Trey Lance. And that's my question mark. I think that uh, Drake Jackson makes this defense even stronger. They had the third best sack percentage last season. I think that, you know, if, if they turn up again, they're going to be incredibly hard to beat. The question mark is whether they can beat other teams. And I think that they potentially can. Uh, they've lost Alex Mack in, in the offensive line. They've lost Lakin Tomlinson to the Jets. Uh, that offensive line does look a little bit shaky. And again, this comes down to being able to protect Trey Lance and let him do what he does. Kyle Shanahan is, is a genius offensive play call uh, genius. And the question mark is, if they can't protect Trey Lance, if they don't give him the keys to the offense, can Kyle Shanahan, is Kyle Shanahan enough to right the ship offensively in San Francisco? And if the answer is yes, and they can win the division, they can really uh, create some damage and, and havoc in this NFC. But if not, then I think the Rams run away with this division. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. And, and look, Trey Lance, like you said, he's built for success. They've still got Trent Williams there, who's one of the best you know, tackles in the game. And I think he'll... He'll do his best to to help protect Lance. They've got Debo Samuel, who well, he could play quarterback really if he wanted to. That he does everything else. So I'm glad that they, might, they might put him in the in the offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? They can put him he, anywhere. He I suppose I, I I am bullish on the Niners because of that defense as well. I think they're they're going to be strong across the board. There. Do you think Jimmy they could potentially even get another weapon on defense or? or you know, add to that offensive line if they if they trade Jimmy Garoppolo, which I'm I'm sure is, is bound to happen before, you know, the trade deadline. Has has to happen. Has to happen. Uh, it's a matter of when, not if, and, and that's if if the Niners are a smart franchise. And I really do believe that they are a smart franchise. Uh, I I do think that they are one of the better run franchises. They've had a shit ton of bad luck over the last few years, but 
I think they are a very well-run franchise. I think they've got good pieces in the in the front office. I think they're coached well, uh, and I think they have to move Jimmy G. Uh, it's just a matter of to who and when, rather than if. And and that's the question. But yeah, you're you're right. If they if they put all these things together, then then they can they can be a force in uh, in this division. The Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of a franchise that's given the keys of the offense to one person. Kyler Murray is the man in Arizona. He's undoubtedly the man in Arizona, despite having to do homework on his off days. Um, But the the question mark about him is his health and his fitness, and he needs to stay healthy for the Cardinals to be a playoff team and to to make a playoff run. Kyler Murray needs to stay healthy, and that's been the biggest question mark over him and his legs over the last couple of years. Like you said, if he he does his homework, he'll be allowed to suit up and play for the Cardinals. And, uh, he'll obviously be without um, his number one man for a little while with DeAndre Hopkins suspended for the first six games. They've got a new weapon in Marquise Brown to play with. I think that suits the Cardinals, um, you know, style really well. I think it's a really good acquisition for them, especially with Hopkins missing some time. They've got Rondale Moore, who looks like a, he could be a really key piece now that Christian Kirk's left. He'll, he'll take over almost that second, third kind of receiving role and, and obviously, they've got James Connor, who was just a touchdown machine last year, um, an absolute red zone beast. But Vulture. Go on. Vulture. Goal line vulture. Yeah, yeah absolute vulture. You're right. But uh, I just think there's just too many bare, um, you know, you know, glaring holes on defense. And JJ Watt is, um, you know, coming towards the end of his career. They've obviously traded Chandler Jones after a stellar year last year. They've still got um, Isaiah Simmons and the like and, and, and Buddha Baker, but... I just don't know if that defense will be able to hold up against the Rams and, and, and teams like that. So mm. I'm just worried a little bit about the Cardinals and, and the way kind of Cliff Kingsbury kind of lost his shit really at the end of last year. He, he looked like one of the, you know, an absolute astute coach at the start of last season and then it all kind of went pear-shaped. And I don't know if there was a bit of trust lost over the offseason. I know um, Kyle ended up getting paid, but there was a lot of toing and froing and, I don't know. I, I worry about the Cardinals because I really wanted them and I, we were both really bullish on them last season and we were proven correct, but I see them regressing a little bit this year and, and, and fighting for that wild card spot. I think, I, I can't remember if I've got them in or not, but um, they'll be there or thereabouts. They'll be that kind of seventh, eighth seed in the AFC, uh, in the NFC. So they'll be there or thereabouts for a wild card spot, but I can't see them you know, challenging the, the other two for a potential, potential division title this year. I'm, I'm going to preface this next comment by saying I really like Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's a good person. I think he's generally a good coach. But I think his his coaching and his play calling is going to be the big difference between them making a playoff run and not this year. We saw him, you touched on their second half of last season. You know, they started seven zip and then finished four and six in the second half. And this is not a new issue, late season struggles. They've kind of had this same sort of seasonal structure or seasonal framework for the last three or four years where they start off really well. And they might go, you know, six and three and then the goal five done. in a row. <laughs> yeah. For any, for any American listeners, go and Google the Gold Coast Suns and, and what will appear is the Arizona Cardinals of Australian football. But, you know, if, if Cliff Kingsbury can learn from his mistakes, can, can increase his efficiency in play calling, then then I think the Cardinals can take a step forward, but it's a huge question mark. Uh, and, and whether or not the Cardinals have the, uh, what was a good way to put it, the intestinal fortitude to, to fight through some of those those issues and you know, mid-season adjustments, mid 
game adjustments, late game adjustments, etc., when you know, opposition have and, and gain momentum uh, was a real negative for them last year and, and it's something that they've got to rectify. But I think you might be right. The Niners and, and Rams are, are past the cards now and it's just a matter of whether the Cardinals can put it together for an entire season, which we haven't seen. Um, I think they've got a, a bucket load of talent, but yeah, whether or not they can put it together for, for long enough to, to make a run, I've got really big question marks about. And I think that they they sit behind those other two teams in, in that conversation. And speaking of teams that sit behind those teams in the conversation is the Seattle Seahawks. And I think that they sit a fair way behind those two, if not those three teams in, in this uh, NFC West conversation. And the post-Russell Wilson era begins. And I guess the question mark is, where does this QB situation end for for Seattle. I mean, clearly it ends in the future with a, a Bryce Young, a CJ Stroud in the draft, hopefully, um, if not a couple of years away, if they potentially win too many games this year. I, I still can't see them winning that many, but they may win too many to be a, a, a one or two seed in the draft. But Drew Locke and, and Geno Smith is not a net positive, I would have thought, at, uh, at QB1, Ryan. No, absolutely not. And Jimmy G could find a home at Seattle, but I just don't know if they'll waste any cap, uh, you know, any um, any assets trying to mm. land him for a team that's clearly going to be uh, thinking rebuild and, and not tanking. I won't say that, but um, they won't you can be say disappointed it. if they, they, uh, they... They won't be listening to this podcast. You can say Okay, it. yeah, then they're taking. But yeah, they <laughs> won't be um, winning more than two, three, four games at the absolute most. And um, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely have a top three pick in next year's draft, which could see them land there their future quarterback. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough season for Seattle. Um, they've obviously got, you know, one of the best wide receiver duos in the league somehow just sitting there and idle. And, I mean, DK, DK Metcalf probably won't mind because he's got his bag and he's a happy man. He's just been paid a, a, a shit ton of money. And, and Tyler Lockett, we know the connection and chemistry he had with Russell Wilson. So, um interesting to see how they kind of all plays out. Rashad Penny looks like, a, you know, it could be working out for him after a slow start to his NFL career. It's going to be a tough season for the Seahawks, who essentially don't have a defense either, I think. Um, so it's going to be a, a really rough year for Pete Carroll and uh, his troops, I think. I'd, yeah. Might be selling the defense a little bit short, I, I reckon. I, I think that they're putting pieces together to for, for the future. I mean, you, you look at Jamal Adams, and we know that we haven't seen the best of Jamal Adams since his uh, New York Gets time. Uh, he certainly hasn't been that sort of spark plug for, for Seattle since he got there. But, you know, Quandre Diggs and Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones has just quietly reinvigorated his career. Um, and, you know, they're putting some pieces together on defense that that can can have an impact. They, they clearly don't have a, an entire roster of elite talent. I mean, they're, they're so far from that that it's not funny. But, you know, have have one bad year with the assets that they're able to bring in uh, – yeah, they could they could be back up there in in a year or two, pretty quickly if they if they make the right moves. But yeah, I mean their secondary their secondary is pretty solid, but they can't do it all, and and they need to find a consistent pass rush. Yeah, I I feel like they probably will too many. They probably will win too many games for that kind of top top two pick, um, just by pure virtue of guys like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, and. Jamal Adams, if you can get back to form and, and some of those, you know, safeties, corners, et cetera, in, in Seattle, I think they probably win 
four or five games as opposed to the, the two or three games that you need for a top two pick. But yeah, look, I think they're I think they're building for the future. They're, they're not building for right now. They're not going to be a competitor in the next two years. But I think I think if they do the right things, and they are a generally smart franchise, that they could be they could be getting back up there in in two to three years if if they you know pick shrewdly and and put the pieces together. I'm not sure that they make a trade for a for a QB this season, and, and uh-huh. I'm not sure that you know Jimmy Jimmy G is kind of the, the perfect guy for this transition period. But like you said, what what they're willing to give up and you wouldn't want to wouldn't want to be giving up too much for a, a, a transition QB, I, I imagine at this point. Look, I, I've just had a look, and, and their line at the moment for wins this year is six, and I'm quite confident that that'll be under. So I, I think it's going to be a long season for Seattle. It's going to be an entertaining division, that's for sure, with the upper echelon fighting hundred percent. I think you're right. I think they I think they go under six, uh, but I think they probably win one or two too many for those. Uh, elite QB prospects in, in the top couple of picks. But uh, final picks for the NFC West at this stage. You with the Rams? Yes, the LA Rams, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. That is the NFC West. We'll be back very shortly with the NFC North.